0: Welcome to Career Crashers, where we tell the stories of those who are not content to wait around following rules and hoping for good things to happen. Great careers aren't found, they're forged. It's time to crash the party. Today, I am joined by Anthony Holloway. Anthony, what is your current job?
1: Thank you for having me, Isaac. My current uh, function title, I am the head of talent acquisition at Wobot and we're on a mission to help millions of people living with anxiety and depression to improve their mood and live happier lives through our uh, mental health chatbot that's scaling digital therapy. So in the first day um, our app was live, we actually had more conversations with our users than a therapist could have in a single lifetime. Um, So I'm excited to be building the team that's scaling that uh, mission.
0: That is really, really cool. Uh, I was just poking around Wobot earlier today and I just, I love the idea of a you know, an automated chat bot that you can sort of use as a therapist or just to, you know, bounce things off of And I know you have different focuses and different goals that people can set, but just the, you know, even if it's imperfect, it's almost like it feels like safe and protected. It's like writing in a diary or something Um, just to have somebody that, you know, uh, uh, even if it's even if you know it's automated, that is not a real person on the other end. Um, just to be able to engage in that as a as a practice of like examining your own thoughts. So very cool company, very cool uh, what Wobot's doing. Tell me about your role as head of talent. I mean, you seem like a pretty young guy. That seems like a pretty senior gig. How did you get this job?
1: So it'll take us three years back. So about three and a half years ago, moved to the Bay Area. Um, started working for. Dev bootcamp, which is one of the first bootcamps in um, the space that yes started a while ago, software development bootcamp, and that's why I learned kind of the job process because I had to teach people and help other people get jobs, right? So I just learned all of this stuff by doing it at first. Um, helped a lot of people, help people negotiate for 30000 dollars in um, salaries and bonuses, um, and then nine months into that company, it shut down. Um, and I was like, wow, this is my first Silicon Valley experience. I moved 3000 miles from New Jersey, um, where I've lived, no family, no, no friends, no couch to crash on, um, just a job and a dream. Um, so that company shut down, but then I ended up getting a referral, um, to another company called Outco, where they have a five B program where they teach software engineers how to master the technical interview process, um, from Outco. Uh built a lot of different partnerships. One of those partnerships was actually Wobot. So I was taking the talent from Outco's talent pool um, and saying, here, Isaac, I think this is a great full-stack engineer and they'd be great for your team. Um, and just building an additional business revenue stream for them. Um, they started business, school, which didn't include me. Um, so I left Outco on March 8th, 2019. Um, Kind of feeling my ego sore, like just didn't. I was doing great work, didn't expect to lose that job. Um, but I think my experience and my transition to Wobot and my direct answer to your question is that uh, on March 8th, I left Alco and on March 29th, I had an offer from Wobot. Um, so the way that process looks like was I actually reached out to all of the companies I had worked with and said, hey, I'm, I'm leaving Alco. Uh, you know, great working with you, you know, if you need anything, reach out to their team. Um, and what they did was three of those people got back to me, three of those companies and said, we still want to work with you. So I think that's a testament to like, always try to be at your work and do your best work and be hospitable. It's because it's about how you make people feel. Right. Um, and I think crash is helping scale feeling right, by helping people create digital resumes. So um got, a, got a, a, a referral to Wobot and then just started talking to their team about what I could offer. My skill set was in alignment with exactly what they needed. Um, and I can talk more about what that looks like. But that's three years, the TLDR, and then that's how I ended up transitioning to Wobot.
0: I mean, it's such an amazing story. I know we're, we're hitting it fast and I'm sure it was full of a lot more uh, ups and downs in the in the day-to-day. But to go out to Silicon Valley and to have the company that you're working for go under, but you, you end up working for another really cool company. They changed their business model like within that short span. But the fact that you kept parlaying that into additional opportunities, I think something you mentioned, it, it stuck out to me because I've I've encountered this with a lot of young people who if they're in an early career job and maybe it's not super glamorous and they're very, very focused on getting a better job. I often tell them like, don't treat your current job like it's just something you got to just do to check off the list while you're out there trying to find a better job. Your current job, you're, you're the most likely path to a better job is really, really crushing it at your current job. And being really, really good at that Is more likely to open up opportunities, and so the fact that you stood out in your in your job at Outco to the people you were working with—that's what led to your next opportunity because you were putting all the effort in. You were, you know, you were doing it well, Um, and I think that goes overlooked. It's like you don't always know the kind of what your reputation is doing for you out there in the world when you're just hustling, and people Mm -hmm. talk about you. They talk about how you're a great employee. You encounter people from other companies. They see you. They remember you, um, and that can be easy to to underestimate the power of just doing good work where you are as a means of opening up the next step.
1: Yeah. Before you're, I want to touch on something that you said and what I want to challenge anyone early in their career or trying to make a career change is that when I left Dev Bootcamp, like you can only imagine like my mentality, right? Like I moved here, no family. I love this job. Like I'm falling in love with it. I'm getting good at it. And then nine months in, they're like, company shutting down. And I had my teammates, I had people that I even I coached. I had I had a bunch of people saying, what are you going to do next? And that brought tons of anxiety to me. And I'm sure most of your listeners can, um, that will resonate with them, right? What are you going to do next? But I love Tony Robbins, and he always says, um, ask a better question and get a better answer. So I stopped asking because I was putting all this self-flipped anxiety because of this question. So I said, how do I want to learn and grow next? Right? What skills do I have? How can I continue to use those? But also, how can I maybe expand my skill set? And that question kind of puts you in the driver's seat. It's a little bit more empowerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I hope I hope someone takes that. It like you said, it's a mindset shift, right? Turn a job even if you hate it, there there's some silver lining there that you can leverage. It's it's perception is reality, right? So oh, ask man. a better question, maybe get a better answer.
0: That is that is such a phenomenal such a phenomenal insight, Anthony. I, I absolutely love that. They take not just accepting the question that your peers or society is asking of you, right? You get this a lot with, you know, if you're in college, what's your major? What are you going to do when you grow up, right? Or when you're graduating? What kind of job are you trying to get? And that question often doesn't serve you. And you can feel it because the way it makes you stressed. And so just saying, I don't need to ask that. That's your question. That's not my question. My question is, what do I want to learn next? What's, you know, what's the best use of my next six months or 12 months? I really love that. So in your current role, you are identifying, recruiting, um, assessing new talent that you want to bring on the team at Wobot. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So give a little insider scoop to our listeners here, who many of whom are on the job market. What do you look for in that role? What are the things that, you know, make a candidate stand out and, and help you? Cause obviously if someone's not a good fit them, you know, faking it and making themselves look like a good fit is not going to benefit anyone. It's not going to last long. So it's a combination of like knowing who really is a good fit and how do you, because some people that are a good fit, you can't tell right away. What is it that helps Mm -hmm. the people who are a fit for your company? What that helps you notice that quickly? That helps you say, oh, I want to move them to the front line. I want to interview them.
1: Are there any consistent things that stand out? Any consistent things that stand out that help me determine fit quickly? Is that was that? Did I get that right?
0: Yeah, my question might have been a little a uh, little convoluted. So <laughs> you got no. Me. Yeah, there's yeah. layers
1: to it. I would say it starts with let's see. Let's go. I would go three things. One, uh, when I wanted to, when I came to Walbot and even when I was at Alco, I said I want to be the best at what I do. So I have to who is the best at recruiting and what books have they written that that can save. So in any subject, I would say do that, but that's what I did for hiring. So there's a book by a gentleman named Lou Adler. Um, he's a OG in the recruiting game has been doing it 30 plus years. Um, he wrote a book called the ultimate guide to hiring and getting hired. And I started with that book and getting training from him. And that is a great book for your listeners because he gives advice to the hiring manager. And then the next chapter he says hey candidate here's how to you know answer the question that I just told the hiring manager to ask so it's a great book written for candidates and hiring so I started there and then the second thing is you start with a great job description so in that book we try to what I learned is try to define like what's somebody's 30 60 90 day goals mm-hmm. one thing it's very compelling because details equals desire right when we can see the that tangible um, and well, then we got, we got the a second piece like is,
0: that details equal desire. Yeah, the more, the more, I got that from,
1: from Billy Jean, Billy Jean is marketing. Shout out to Billy Jean. Love his work. Um, and then the second thing is that it's a great onboarding tool if you get it right. Hey, here's, here's how we're going to bring you into the organization. Um, and then, so I, I started with that book. You start with a great job description and then the last piece in terms of how am I specifically trying to assess that fit? All I'm trying to look for is examples of work that you've done that align with that 30, 60, 90 day plan. Hmm. So, I I mean, literally the whole interview could be like, give me an example when you did this. Give me an example when you did that. Tell me about. um, So and then the second piece in terms of will they add to our culture, will they fit into our environment, is have you worked on cross-functional teams? Meaning, have you worked with maybe a marketing team, a design team, a product team? Um, and then lastly, are you comfortable being in a fast-paced, sometimes ambiguous environment? Mm-hmm. So, in terms of competency, I'm just looking for examples that you've done similar work. And I could all all I could say is, hey, tell me about one of your most significant professional accomplishments that align with the work we need done. Mm-hmm. First, so I spend, oh, go ahead. yeah. So I spent a few minutes defining what that work is then I ask you to give examples. And then I'm trying to see, can you work in a fast-paced, crux functional environment where uh, we move fast and sometimes there's ambiguity and you got to figure things out, right? Um, that's unique to our company. There's going to be alternatives. Um, but yeah, I'm rambling a little bit. I hope I answered no, your no, question. No, not at all. That, that's, layers.
0: That's, no, that's phenomenal stuff. It, for somebody who so when you said, you know, uh, do you have an example of working in a cross-functional team or, um, you know, pre- examples of your previous work? Let's say there's somebody who's coming in for a real entry-level role and they don't have a lot of work history. Are there types of other examples they can draw from to say, hey, you know, I had a job as a server or, hey, I did this project in school. Is there, is there something, you know, if you if you haven't worked with a cross-functional team with a product department and a marketing department, and this is kind of your first career job, are there ways that people in that position can still demonstrate that they've got kind of the necessary outlook and the necessary abilities?
1: Yeah, I would say it starts with, I mean, you got to understand your customer first, right? You got to, right? Like with even with all these past jobs, like I kind of understood the job and what I, what I was going to do and how to position myself. For example, with Dev Bootcamp, I had worked in banking. I had been a teller. I had done financial analysis. I had worked in investment banking, like on paper, I was not a fit for a career coach. Hmm. Right. But what I was able to say is, Hey, like one of my side hustles was actually being a life coach. I also in college, one of my side hustles was writing people's resumes. Um, Another side hustle was, um, uh, I, I said, being a personal trainer, but also like I was a, I was a, a, a dating coach for like three months. Like I was literally hitch, um, <laughs> in giving guys advice on how to, you know, talk to women. Right. Like, but all of these were just my entrepreneurial itch manifesting yeah. themselves, but it gave me the skills and the, to say, Hey, like I haven't been a career coach for your company, but I've done things very similar. So if you haven't done something, um, again, go out and and get that research. Go out and actually, I don't know, spend $20 on a paid advertising campaign and try to to go do the thing. Um, Austin Belkac, Cultivated Culture, he talks a lot about this. But there's a blog post he did on value validation projects. Literally do a project that's like three or four slides in Google Slides and show... Hey, here's here's a problem that your company has, and here's how I think I can solve it. You're,
0: you're right? Speaking, you gotta be in the yeah. business
1: of solving problems.
0: You're speaking my and language. that's gonna
1: change based on your skill set and your your audience, but that's the core uh, benefactor. I,
0: I love I love the you know some of the examples you gave of like side hustles or even just interest. Oh. You know, I'm thinking if your job is to help uh, dev bootcamp grads get hired. Saying, "Hey, I used to help guys who didn't feel comfortable talking to women go out and get dates." Oh, that seems like a great skill set to help <laughs> engineers who are often a little bit maybe shy, socially not as confident to go. The 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 ways that th- previous experiences and interests can map onto a role are often people often miss those because they'll see you know two to three years relevant experience uh, required or or you know requested. And they'll say, ah, oh, I don't have that. I was just talking to somebody the other day who comes from law enforcement and he's moving out of law enforcement to go into startups now. And he's like, I've got all this experience in law enforcement. I want to go get started as like in customer success at a tech startup. And he's like, so how do none mm-hmm. of my skills translate? And I said, so tell me more about what you did in law enforcement. And he's like, well, I had to write really concise, really accurate written reports that I was willing to back up in court um, so they had to be accurate and truthful. They had to be clear and understandable. And I had to get them done quickly, very detailed and organized. I had to diffuse really tense situations with people sometimes who were drunk or whatever else. And he's walking me through. I'm like, all the things that you're telling me, the skills that you have, to the, the great verbal and written communication, the, you know, the de-escalating situations, being really good at reading people's moods and emotions in a situation, those translate tremendously well to a customer success role. But it's It's up to you to kind of tie those together for the employer. If you just say, I worked in law enforcement, they're not going to translate that into their role. But if you say, hey, look, the same thing, I'm a helper at heart. I love to help people and clarify situations of confusion that's what drew me to law enforcement. That's what I did there. And that's what I want to do for you in customer success. You know, I love to help people overcome social awkwardness and achieve their goals. That's what drove me to help people, uh, you know, get dates. And that's also why I want to help your engineers get hired. If you can do that, create the story arc that connects your past experience. It doesn't, it doesn't have to look relevant on paper for it to actually be relevant in many cases.
1: It needs to be your narrative and also how the confidence that you display in that. Cause I always tell people hiring is buying, mm. right? Even if you were going to buy a $10 cheeseburger, you'd look for a review on Yelp, <laughs> right? So if I'm going to spend $10 on lunch, I'm probably going to grill you when I'm paying you X thousand dollars per year plus salary plus benefits. Right. Um, so I think, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It, it needs to be, I've done X in the past. therefore there's a high probability I will be successful at Y. Literally, that's the template. And if you take yourself through that. But I love, I wanna piggyback on what you said earlier about always, um, and that's why I love Kobe Bryant, always having that Mamba mentality and trying to do your best. For example, we just hired an iOS engineer recently. And what I found out is that uh, he worked at two companies and the first company he got hired at because he was actually working um, as a genius in one of the Apple stores and he had impressed the CEO of this startup so much that they gave him an internship. Now he didn't start as an iOS engineer, but he he kind of got his in the door by being hospitable, right? Uh, you know, having a great avid- attitude, having confidence, right? Asking good questions that gave him the opportunity. And like, he's literally, we just hired him. He's a self-taught iOS engineer. He learned everything on the job, but it started with literally working in an Apple store and just being the best, you know, Apple employee he could be that gave him his shot.
0: So I want to, I want to bring it home with, I'm going to, I'm going to formulate a a question for you in, in the way that you talked about asking interview questions. So you mentioned some of the interview questions you asked, you know, tell me about a time when, and I've heard those called, uh, situation behavior outcome, SBO style questions where it's like, tell me Mm -hmm. about a situation where you demonstrated a certain behavior and then you got a certain outcome. And, and I think this is something for people going into interviews that's really useful to remember. You're not, it's not about getting questions right or wrong. It's not a quiz. It's about telling, giving instances and examples in your life that demonstrate certain behaviors that you have that are going to be relevant to, to that role. Um, and I think it's really good to, to, to have in your back pocket a couple instances that you can draw from um, for, to be ready for those questions. So I'm going to hit you with a situation, behavior, outcome question to, to bring home this, this episode. Can you tell me about a time when you were interviewing someone and they totally surprised you with their answer? Uh, and that led to a, a positive outcome where, where you loved, you know, it gave you reason to pursue them further, but it was something you didn't expect.
1: Um, maybe not the best example. First thing that comes to mind in the interest of time, I was last year interviewing a product manager. Um, and he started to tell me again, literally examples, but what this guy did was actually show me an example. So we were on a zoom call like this and he actually puts this like EKG instrument on his head and he shows me in the app and there's actually... Uh, brain signals that this app is, is is monitoring and i'm like wow that's what i mean by show me don't tell me now we didn't end up hiring him because the skill set in terms of what we particularly needed after he talked to the hiring manager there was some misalignment um but i saw that and i'm like okay let's let's do it you actually worked on that you built that you worked with scientists yeah let's let's move forward
0: that's that. an
1: extreme example but yeah.
0: I mean, it's a, it's a great you example. Me an
1: example. <laughs> yeah. Cause he, cause he very
0: easily could have been like, Oh, I built an app, but like, here, let me show you, right. There's something about that energy and about taking just an extra second to show instead of just, uh, instead of just telling Anthony, I'm going to let yeah. you have a final word of advice to job seekers out there who are trying to, as we say, crash their careers. What's one thing you'd like to drop them with?
1: One thing I would like to drop them with. Um, I think it's a I'm I'm, f- I'm forgetting it might be a Mark Twain quote. Um, but I would say two things. One, some advice from the late Kobe Bean, Bryant, and I think some Mark Twain uh quotes, but there's a quote that says, Don't let school get in the way of your education. Um and I think that holds true e- even now. Uh, especially with COVID-19 impacting the world. Um, You know, I I, I think we can live by rules that society, our parents, others, spouses, friends place on us. Um, And I feel like college is still, it's kind of fizzling out, but it's still one of those things where people feel like, oh, I have to to get a college degree and I have to be married by a certain age and I have to write these limiting beliefs. So don't let school get in the way of your education. Like if you want to be a digital marketer on YouTube, learn it, take what you can for free, uh, invest in yourself first. Um, and then the second is to, to have the mamba mentality. Right. Be a practitioner. That's, that's right. Like we would talk about getting up at 4 a.m. and just he would literally pr- practice more than his competition. Right. So the best people in the world aren't uh, magically the best. They're just the most practiced. So be a practitioner and whatever that is, um, pick it, commit to it. And if you continue to do that, it'll it'll shine and others will notice that. I think that's how we got here, right? It started with some of the work that I was doing and magically um, got connected with you, Alex. So love the work that Crash.co is doing. Um, if you're listening to this, then you're on the right track. Um, but knowledge is the power. So you actually got to take action. So take action, have the mama mentality and don't let school get in the way of your education. I love it. Three for one. That's what I got.
0: I love it. No, thank you so much, Anthony. And, uh, keep up the good work with Wobot. If you guys want to go check out Wobot, you can, if you want to check out Anthony, um, Anthony, can I link to your Twitter handle or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I'll share this for the, the show notes. Um, but I'm tech dirty with me on medium and Twitter uh, deliriously raw on Instagram. Um, and a friend of mine are also building out, um, an organization. We're not sure if it's going to be for-profit nonprofit, um, but called Career Nebula. So we're looking to create a community where, where stars are born, where you take the underdogs and help them, uh, facilitate their genius and build their Iron Man suit, right? Kind of like what, what Crash is doing. So, um, with that, we're doing a masterclass called Job Search Like a Recruiter. We did it last week, we're doing it again on um, May 6th. So I will share the link for that. Um, But follow that because we also have within the Career Nebula family, uh, a 21 day career mastery program for essentially everything that I did to find my job in 21 days and how you can do the same. So um, I'll share all of that in the show notes um, for you and for your audience. And thank you for the opportunity and you're doing great work. Anything I can do to support your mission, let me know, um, and we'll be in touch.
0: Sounds great, man. Enjoy, and uh, until next time. Like what you hear? Go to Crash.co and join the career revolution. If you want to share your own career crash story, send it directly to me at Isaac at Crash.co.